Adult content intended for an adult audience only as this contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. The content of this story is purely fiction and not intended for anything but the enjoyment of the listener. If you do not agree with the themes listed in the tags, please do not listen to the story. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link in the comments to further support this author. This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. Support us on Patreon to make requests for subjects you would love to hear. Thank you to those who have already reached out. The Casting Couch by Warpamuser Abigail Marcus Yes, Mr. O'Neill, sir. Please call me James. James O'Neill glanced down at the picture enclosed in the profile, comparing it to the woman in front of him. What happened to your hair? Oh, uh... Abigail ran a hand nervously over her blonde hair. I bleached it. My agent told me the character is a blonde. So you're naturally a redhead? He asked. Yes. Good. I like the way you look, Abigail. Your face, at least. This movie requires the female lead to wear really tight-fitting clothes for some scenes, and you look skinny enough. You'll be required to hang from wires and have quite a few fight scenes. We'll have to arrange a few workout sessions with a personal trainer to build your muscles and stamina a bit. We have to make sure you can withstand the physical punishment while looking the part. He said. I understand perfectly. She replied. James looked at her resume. It appears this movie just might be your next big break, Abigail. She nodded and smiled. Everybody knows you're the go-to director for action movies. She said. And you're well known for being accommodating to newcomers. James O'Neill had muses throughout his directing career over the years. Each one had been a newcomer and shot their way up to the A-list after a few years. Rumor had it that James was looking for a new muse since his last one had gotten married, and Abigail hoped to score that esteemed position. At 30, Abigail was still young, yet by Hollywood standards she was a little too old for a newcomer. Yet she felt confident she could nail this casting. James was renowned for casting older women, who would later become his muses, for his movies. He had famously stated that he hated the inequality faced by actresses as they aged and vowed to do the best he could to change the culture. Abigail had always loved to act but she had been hesitant to take that first step, afraid that she would never make the cut. When she had been 19 she'd learned about James O'Neill. Since then she had watched every movie he'd made and had gone to every premiere in the hopes of seeing him in person. She changed her major from business to drama and theater and renewed her passion for acting. For the past six years, she had only been an extra. When she had gotten a call about the casting she'd promised herself that she would get the part no matter what. Besides directing this newest movie, James was going to be the producer as well so it was important for her to give a stellar performance today. James laughed. You're too kind. I have to admit it was very flattering. I just love working with fresh blood. I found them very inspiring and they are always so eager to please. James had a penchant for mature women. He had had several relationships with older women since college. He found their poise and confidence alluring. And as he grew older the age gap shrunk and he still found them more appealing than ever and they, in turn, found him attractive despite his eccentricity. When he'd seen Abigail Marcus' profile, he'd gone to learn everything he could about her, as he had always done for his previous conquests. When he'd found that she was vying to play the female lead, he'd known he'd struck gold. Women like her were always so desperate they would do anything to get the part they wanted, including sexual favors. Now he finally got to see how far Abigail was willing to go. He chuckled. Most importantly, when they accept their awards, they like to thank me for giving them a chance. That's always good for my ego. Abigail laughed, surprised by his candidness. His easygoing demeanor put her at ease. 5-8. James muttered to himself, his eyes on her profile. You have the right height to be a badass fighter. He continued as he looked back up at her. Can you stand for me? Abigail pushed her chair back from the table and went to stand a few feet away so that he could look at the entire length of her body. Can you lose the jacket, please? He said. She quickly did as she was told, letting her jacket fall to the floor. He huffed, seemingly unsatisfied. The nervous fluttering returned to her stomach. What's wrong? She asked. It's a shame you're wearing that dress. I can't visualize your body form. He said. Do you mind taking that off for me? Abigail gave a start. Here? Now? James frowned. 
The next time I'm dealing with the actors of this movie will be during the callback. Are you expecting one if you can't follow a simple instruction? She blushed, unable to form a response to the question. I'm sorry, she said meekly after a while. That was stupid of me. James' frown disappeared to be replaced with a look of resignation. I'm sorry too, he said with a sigh. That was harsh of me to say that. You've never been through a casting before, I take it. She nodded. This is my first time playing a character with a dialogue. Well, there's a first time for everything, Abigail. He said and got to his feet, grabbing the papers on his table. Come on. Let's go loosen up a bit. He opened a door inside his office and Abigail followed his lead. In contrast to the office, the floor here was carpeted. There was a full-sized bar and the wall behind it was lined with shelves holding various sized bottles. A flat-screen TV mounted on the wall faced a black L-shaped couch in one corner of the room. Abigail thought the room was more like a den. Is there anything you'd like to drink? James asked, going to the bar. She hesitated to decline. She didn't want to be rude. James smiled. A cocktail, maybe? I just want you to loosen up, not to inebriate you. I still have a job to do. She relaxed a bit. A cocktail would be great. Anything particular? She shrugged. Something sweet? Not a drinker, I presume? He asked. I'll make something light. Abigail took a seat on one of the bar stools and watched James line several bottles on the bar. She watched, almost mesmerized, as he measured and poured from the various bottles into the shaker along with mint leaves and ice. He closed on the metal cap and shook it, even doing some of those fancy moves a seasoned bartender would make, eliciting a few laughs and whoops from Abigail. He took a rock's glass, filled it with ice and poured the mixture into it. Then he cut up a piece of lemon and wedged it to the side of the glass. For you, he said, offering the drink to Abigail. Thank you, she said. This looks like iced tea. Sweet like one, too. He took another rock's glass, poured two shots of whiskey into it, and held it up. Abigail mimicked his gesture, and they saluted each other before taking a drink. How does that taste? He asked. It's very nice, she replied, taking another sip. It looks more like a glass full of farts, he said, and she laughed. Why did you learn how to make cocktails then, if you hate them so much? She asked. To impress women, mainly. He shrugged unapologetically. You could just pull out a bottle of Dom Perignon. She countered. He snorted. Come on, where's the fun in that? It's a good icebreaker, especially for first dates. He said and Abigail laughed again. Look at that smile now. He said softly. Abigail found herself blushing under James' heated gaze. It's a shame the character in the movie is a cold-blooded murderer. There won't be much chance for me to showcase your beautiful smile on film. He added. Thanks. She said softly and took another sip of her cocktail. Who knows, maybe we can work together in another movie, a love story perhaps. He said. I'd be honored to be given an opportunity to work with you. She said, hamming it up now that James had opened the gates. It's not every day I get to learn from the best. He merely smiled. So eager to please, he said softly. He picked up the stack of papers beside him. Ready to work? Yes, she replied. The cocktail warmed her body, and she felt completely relaxed. Good, let's come this way. James led her to the back which was partitioned off from the rest of the room with a wall. There was a bed with a nightstand on either side of it. There was also a closet with full-length mirrors for doors and another TV mounted on the wall. Another door led to where Abigail assumed was to the bathroom. Take off your clothes. I'll be right back with the camera. Camera? She asked. For reference. He replied. He went to the closet and took out a camera and tripod. I cast a lot of actors and have a hard time remembering who's who. I record each one that I cast so that it's easier for me to choose a candidate. It will also make it quicker for me to decide on the camera angle and the kind of presentation I want to make in a scene when it comes to the real thing. Abigail accepted his explanation without further questions. She quickly pulled her dress up and over her head, her eagerness renewed to make up for her earlier mistake of questioning the director's request. For one fleeting moment, she was glad she had worn her better set of bra and panties. At least she would look good if she were to be on camera. James set the tripod right in front of the mirrors and angled the camera to the direction of the bed. As you already know, the storyline is about a woman trying to get her revenge by murdering a man who happens to be very powerful. 
She has to use deception and seduction on his people in order to gain access to him. He looked back at her. So I need you to strike some poses, do things which you would normally do to get a man's attention or get him to want you. He said. Abigail ran her fingers through her hair, teasing it until it looked like she had just gotten out of bed. She bit her lower lip and turned halfway around, showing James her back and the curve of her ass. Good, that's good. James murmured with his eyes on the viewer of the camera. Beautiful. You look really beautiful through the lens. Thank you. She replied, feeling glad that the director approved of what he saw. Feeling significantly more confident, she sat on the bed before leaning back slowly, thrusting out her chest. Then she flipped onto her stomach and looked back at James, smiling playfully. He chuckled at her act. You're getting good at this. So natural. He reached for the script and read. There's going to be some nude scenes in this film. He looked back up at her. Strip down and we'll run over the scene once. Abigail felt her stomach turned. She didn't know she would be expected to be completely naked. For a split second, she considered bailing, but the thought of being James O'Neill's muse rooted her to the spot. She looked at the director, who had his eyebrows raised, looking back at her expectantly. Of course, she said, keeping her voice soft to mask the quivering. She took a deep calming breath and unsnapped her bra and pulled her panties down. She straightened and looked at James. He gave her a once-over, his gaze lingering at the spot between her thighs. You certainly didn't lie about being a redhead, he said. Lie back down on the bed and give me your best shot. She laid flat on the mattress, trying to calm her racing heart. She felt uncomfortable exposing her nakedness, especially to someone who was virtually a stranger, but she held her tongue. She didn't want James to think that she was difficult. She badly wanted the role. She had run through the draft script before so she began to act out the scene. She squeezed her breasts before running her hands down her body and arched her back. You're late, Adam, she said seductively. I'm sorry to keep you waiting, baby. James murmured, reciting the line of the script from memory. Sam was on one of his drunken rants again. Her hand stopped just below her navel. It's okay. You're here, she said, smiling at him. James nodded. Very good, Abigail, he said. I'm glad you approve, she said. She started to sit, but he stopped her. Don't get up just yet. We're far from over, he said. I want to take a close-up of your breasts. There's going to be a shot of Adam sucking your nipples. There is? She asked. She didn't remember a scene like that in the script. He waved his hand. I'm thinking of adding that in. But first, I need the shot. I want to see the effect on camera. Abigail took a deep breath to relax. It wasn't that big of a deal for an actress to expose her breasts in a movie, she told herself. James walked over to the bed. Nice and relaxed. He praised. He cupped her breasts, pushing them together gently. You have really nice tits. Has anybody ever told you that? Thank you, she merely said. He gently massaged the soft muscles, gradually working his way upwards to the tips. He wetted his fingers and rolled her nipples in between them. Abigail held her breath. She was letting a man whom she barely knew to touch her in such an intimate and erotic way. It felt surreal. She must be dreaming. You have to show the man that you're enjoying this. James said. How much you wanted his touch. You don't want Adam to think something's up, do you, Ira? He called Abigail by the female character's name. Got to make sure his guard is down, thinking that he actually gets to be in your pussy. Abigail closed her eyes to help her get into character. James' teasing was getting her aroused. Adam. She whispered desperately. Don't overdo it. He warned. Be natural. Act like how you normally would behind closed doors. Keeping her eyes closed, she imagined it was her boyfriend who was touching her, instead of James. It was surprisingly easy. James was being gentle like her boyfriend would. She moaned softly. Yes. She whispered and arched her back. You want more, baby? He asked. Yes. She said again. He leaned down and kissed her lips, startling her. She opened her eyes to see him close, kissing his way down to her neck and collarbone. She reminded herself to stay in character. She had to continue her role. When James licked her nipple, she reached out to hold his shoulders. He licked and sucked on the hard nub. He turned to the other side and gave the other nipple the same treatment. He was being slobbery, lying on a thick coat of saliva on her skin. She shivered at the coldness. 
His hands came back up to play with her nipples, his fingers sliding over the slippery skin. Your titties are so perfect, Ira. He whispered feverishly. So soft and full. He closed his lips over a nipple, the sucking sound magnified in the otherwise quiet room. Abigail kept her eyes closed but she couldn't keep a whimper from escaping. You like it when I play with your titties, don't you, baby? You must be so wet. Suddenly he got up, leaving her breathing hard on the bed. He went to the camera and focused it on her breasts, still glistening with his saliva. He grinned, pleased with what he saw. Look at you, beautiful. His eyes left the viewer to look at her directly. Spread your legs for me. Abigail sucked in a breath. She was not sure if she should be doing this because this was not in the script. She was not even sure if James was playing the character reciting his lines or if he was back to being the director. Whatever the case, she didn't want to argue with him. She parted her thighs slowly, trying not to show her nervousness. Bend your knees. Show me your pussy. He added. She complied, lifting her knees until she was completely exposed. James adjusted the camera and went to the bed to closely look at her. You're dry. He said, surprised. You have to show that you desire to be with the man, Abigail. You need to show that you're ready to fuck. Oh, uh. Abigail couldn't come up with an answer. Although it had felt good when James was playing with her breasts, she wasn't really that aroused. Here, let me help you. He said and before she could react, he slid a finger along the seam of her vagina and pushed in. She let out a startled cry and her first instinct was to get away. He put a hand on her knee, stopping her. It's all right, Abigail. Relax. He parted her thighs once more. You have to get in character. He said, sliding his finger back into her pussy. You're dry as a desert. How do you expect that callback if you couldn't act? The mention of callback stiffened her resolution. She forced herself to relax. She needed to relax. She wanted that role so badly. That's right, Abigail. You're softening. That's a good girl. I like good girls. He said. His soft voice seemed to have a hypnotic effect on her. She felt herself being pulled into a whirlpool of desire. You're getting wetter and you smell so sweet, like an exotic fruit. He teased her clit with his other hand, stimulating the sensitive bud. Abigail let out a long moan. Despite her earlier apprehension, she could feel an orgasm coming close. James slid two fingers into her pussy, stretching her slightly. You hear that? He asked. Her pussy was making a soft, squelching sound with every push of his fingers. You're getting into character. He praised. James, I'm close, so close. She moaned. It's all right, Abigail. Just let go when you're there. You are such a good girl. I want you to come all over my hand. He said. Her senses were overflowed with pleasure, and she gave in. She arched her back and let out a drawn-out moan, abandoning all sense of self-preservation. Oh, fuck! She cried, grabbing the front of his shirt as she climaxed. Yes, beautiful, beautiful! He murmured. He withdrew his fingers gently and trailed them down her thighs, spreading the moisture over her skin. Leaving Abigail still whimpering on the bed, he got up to focus the camera on her glistening skin. Absolute perfection! He said softly. I could picture Ira masturbating on Adam's bed, giving him a nice surprise when he walks into the room. Abigail opened her eyes at last as her breathing returned to normal. Are you actually going to put it on film? She asked. Jane shrugged. Who knows? The creative process is a very organic thing. It ebbs and flows like a live being. If it makes sense, I don't see why not. I am not aiming for a G anyway. I just didn't realize this would be an explicit revenge film. She said. The world of mobsters isn't all diamonds and drugs and guns, Abigail. I want to show the audience all the nitty-gritty details, including the sex scenes. I want to show the audience how much Ira is willing to do to exact revenge. He explained. He pressed a few buttons. Come and look at your performance. She went to stand next to him to look at the small screen of the camera. The picture quality made it look like a sex tape or badly made porn. She watched herself writhing on the sheets as James touched and kissed her intimately. She could see the ecstasy on her face as she rode his hand. She could even hear the wet sounds her pussy made. James stopped the playback and turned to her. What do you think? I made a mistake. I called your real name instead of the character's name. She admitted. He smiled. The first step of correcting a mistake is to own it. And I didn't mind that mistake. You had been so lost in the passion you simply forgot everything else around you. 
That makes good acting. He turned the camera off. You've been impressive so far. Come on, let's take a break. You deserve it. He added. Abigail turned to pick up her clothes. We're not done yet, Abigail. There's no need to get dressed. But I'm naked. She said meekly, worried that she might offend the director again for being contradictive. He sighed. Here. He went to the wardrobe and took out a camisole set with a thin wraparound. I don't want your mind to stray too far away from Ira. You have to keep her within grasp at all times. Putting your own clothes back will disrupt your mind. Okay, she said, taking the lingerie from him. She was surprised to see tags still attached it. They're new. Of course they are. He said simply and helped her cut away the tags. Abigail dressed, feeling conscious because James was watching her every move. The camisole was soft against her skin and it was so thin he could actually see the coloring of her nipples. The bottom was a thin, silky material that left most of her bottom bare. She pulled on the wraparound and followed James back out to the front towards the bar. She shivered slightly when her bare thighs made contact with the cold plastic stool. Cold? James asked. She gave him an awkward smile in answer. He studied her face for a brief moment and reached for a bottle behind him. You need something to warm you right up and a fancy cocktail is not going to cut it. He poured the vodka into two shot glasses and offered one to her. I've never had straight vodka before. She said, taking the glass. Then you need to start practicing. You'll be expected to socialize and rub ass with producers and executives. You can't expect to drink cocktails all the time. He said. He cut a slice of lime and handed it to her. It won't be that bad, I promise. He assured. She lifted the glass to her mouth. Just try not to choke. That stuff's not nice up your nose. He added. Abigail giggled then took an experimental sip. The vodka burned the back of her throat and she grimaced. Not wanting to look like a loser, she held the glass back to her lips and tipped her head back, downing the contents in one gulp. She gasped, tears blurring her vision. She remembered the lime and quickly sucked on the juice. Her throat felt like it was on fire and warmth quickly spread out from her stomach to her limbs. James drank his liquor with less dramatics. You're not cold now, are you? He asked. She cleared her throat. This is going to take some getting used to, she said, holding up the glass. And you did fantastic for your first time, he said, pouring another shot for both of them and handed her another slice of lime. Soon you are going to prefer vodka over cocktails. It's less of a hassle and a lot more cooler. Cheers. He threw his drink back with a flourish. Abigail mimicked him and was relieved that she didn't choke. The burn was just as bad and she was beginning to feel the effects of the alcohol. Oh God, I feel dizzy already. She said embarrassed. He chuckled. You are such a lightweight. He teased. He poured another shot for himself and drank it all without missing a beat. Show off. She said with a giggle, the alcohol making her bold. He grinned. Maybe you can show off a little for me. What do you want me to do? I know how to play the piano and the guitar. I can show you some mad skills. She said half-teasingly. I'm a movie director, Abigail. He reminded. Show me some mad acting skills instead. I know. What are we going to do next? She asked. Let's head back, shall we? I want to run a particular scene with you. He said. When they reached the bedroom, James picked up the script and flipped a few pages. There is a scene about Ira's past. She had been raped by the male antagonist, Sam, and impregnated her. You mean? You're on birth control? He asked briskly, cutting her off. I am. Why do you ask? She asked apprehensively. He looked at her with an eyebrow raised. Weren't you listening to me? We are going to act out the rape scene which would impregnate your character. So we're going bareback. We were going to have sex for real? She asked, taken aback. Are you going to make me repeat everything I just said? He asked impatiently. If you're not ready to take the responsibility that comes with acting the main role, I suggest you stop wasting my time and leave now. I am getting tired of coddling you. She looked at him in shock. She realized she was on the verge of getting kicked out before she even barely started. But I have a boyfriend. She tried to explain. I would be cheating on him if I have sex with you. Are you kidding me? I just sucked your tits and fucked you with my fingers and you're worried about cheating with your boyfriend? He asked, feeling incredulous. This is part of the job. You can't act like an A-lister when you're barely AC. She couldn't meet his eyes ashamed.
He was right. She had already cheated on her boyfriend the moment she let him put his hands on her. James sighed. You've come so far, Abigail, he said in a softer voice. Can't you wear a condom at least? She tried to bargain. I can't break the tempo of a scene just to put on a fucking condom. You need to get into character, and she is getting raped. You need to feel what it feels like, he explained. She looked down at her hands. She didn't know what she wanted anymore. What James had said made sense, yet she didn't know if she could have sex with a man she barely knew. Then James said something he knew she couldn't resist. Just run the scene with me and I will give you the call back. She snapped her gaze up back at him. You will? I will. He promised. She closed her eyes, took several deep breaths and nodded. How do you want me? She whispered. Turn around. He instructed and she complied. I will grab you from behind and you're going to struggle. It's going to be rough but I won't hurt you. Try to hit me however you can. I want the scene to be as realistic as possible. He saw her shoulders trembled. I'm going to give you some time to relax. He continued. Clear your mind. Get into character. Abigail took a deep breath, counting slowly from one to ten. James lunged for her when she got to four, and she let out a scream. She hadn't expected him to be so fast. Got you, you lying little cunt. He growled. She screamed again and struggled to escape his clutches. He swiftly maneuvered her arms behind her back. Let me go. What do you want from me? Give me back my money and I'll let you go. He said. I don't have your money. I don't know what you're talking about. He grabbed her chin and pulled her back against him, forcing her to stay still. I've had enough of your lies. You have a lot of guts to be playing with fire, and you're going to be punished for playing with fire. He pushed her roughly onto the bed. She quickly scrambled backward but he caught one of her feet and dragged her back. She screamed and kicked back at him. He blocked her legs and grabbed her panties. She thrashed around and successfully kicked his torso. He grabbed her face roughly, just enough to hurt, so that she was looking directly at him. Bitch, you best be still or I'm going to kill you. He threatened in a soft voice. Abigail stopped her struggles. She had no idea if James was acting or being serious. He had a slightly crazed look in his eyes and it was scaring her. He grinned. Now you be a good girl and nobody will get hurt, all right? She nodded, tears prickling her eyes. She watched apprehensively as he took his clothes off. Then he knelt on the bed and she automatically parted her legs to accommodate him. He brushed his thumb over her cheek, gently caressing. That's a good girl. He crooned and kissed her. His hand slid downwards to her neck and down her chest. You have the most beautiful body, Abigail, he said, squeezing her breast. He lowered his head and licked her nipple through the fabric of the camisole. When he pulled back, the silky material was stuck to her skin. Exquisite. I'll never get tired of looking at you like this. Please let me go, she whispered. I'll pay you back whatever I owe you. He shook his head slowly. As much as I love my money, I think I'm going to let that slide. I found something that I really want, much more than my money. And you're paying it back my way. Get up. He pulled her up to a sitting position. Open your mouth, he said, positioning his hard cock near her lips. She stared at it for a second before complying, and he slipped the head in. He let out a groan as warmth enveloped him. He slid his fingers through her hair, lightly gripping the back of her head. She started to suck him, slowly at first before gradually increasing speed as her jaw grew accustomed to his girth. Oh my god, he groaned. He rocked forward and backward as instinct took over. Abigail reached up a hand to jack him off in time with her felleting. She figured if she could get him to come in her mouth, she could get out of having actual sex with him. However, she was only able to do that for a few minutes when James pulled away. What's wrong? She asked dazedly as he pushed her gently back onto the bed. As much as I love your mouth, I don't want to come in it yet. So sit back and relax, sweetheart. I'm going to return the favor, he said. Using his fingernails, he made a hole at the seams of her panties and ripped it, taking care not to hurt her. You look so hot in this, but it's in the way. He kissed her labia before parting the lips. Look at you, sweetheart, he said. You love giving head, do you? You got wet just from sucking me. Abigail looked away unable to meet his eyes. James' statement reminded her of her boyfriend. He always loved it when she fell at him and never missed the chance of telling her how good she made him feel. His praises made her felt confident and that in turn, 
turned her on whenever she went down on him. Now she had just sucked another man's cock and she was aroused. It made her feel ashamed and guilt filled her head. So when James touched her again, her first instinct was to get away. He grabbed her thighs and slid his tongue around her clitoris, oblivious at her attempt to escape. Please stop, she whispered. He ignored her plea, or he hadn't heard her. He was intoxicated by her musky scent when he parted her labia to lick her. Her conscience was telling her that it was wrong yet her body remembered how good it had felt when he fingered her. Her body yearned for the pleasure it knew would come. Without thinking, her hands went to her breasts, and she started playing with herself. James inserted a finger into her pussy and massaged her G-spot, watching her as she flicked her nipples. When he had fucked her with his fingers earlier, he had been amazed by her ability to orgasm practically at the drop of a hat. Sure, she had been hesitant at first, like anybody would at the thought of engaging in sexual activity with a stranger. But he had been careful, treating her with care and tenderness, and she became putty in his hands. He had been surprised when she pulled the boyfriend card on him. It was a novelty for him. Women normally jump at the chance of fucking him ever since he made a name for himself as a director. He didn't know if it was a scheme of hers to play hard to get, to make him chase her. No matter now, he thought. He aligned his cock with her pussy and pushed in. The intrusion shocked her out of her trance-like state and she renewed her struggles. Be still. He ordered. I'm going to make it so good that you'll be begging me to fuck you again. She felt his cock move deeper. No, 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 please. She moaned. He laughed. You keep saying no, but your pussy is saying yes. He said. She gasped as his cock slid along her G-spot. No, please. She pushed his shoulders. Stop. He grabbed her hands. Don't fight it, baby. He said, maintaining the rhythm of his hips, undeterred by her struggles. Don't. She pleaded, shaking her head. Feel it. Feel how good it is, because it feels just as good to me. He groaned. Oh, you're so wet. He bent to kiss her nipple, sucking it in time with his thrusts. Her vagina was making that soft squelching noise again. Her moans got louder as she felt that tingle inside her, a sign her climax was near. James looped an arm under her knee, exposing her clitoris. With every thrust, his pubic hair stimulated her clitoris. She couldn't hold off the pleasure. James moaned as her muscles clenched around his cock. Yes, baby. That feels good, doesn't it? You want to come again? No. She moaned. Please stop. She pushed his shoulders weakly, her energy sapped from the orgasm. Her resistance only fueled his lust. He pulled out and straightened to a kneeling position. He shifted her around until she was on her hands and knees in front of him. She whimpered when he pushed back in, her sensitive flesh protesting. He slipped an arm around her waist to pull her up so that her back was against his front. They were facing the camera and the mirror behind it. Look at you, sweetheart. He murmured into her ear. She opened her eyes to look at herself in the mirror. It was an erotic scene. She had never looked at herself in the mirror while having sex. She was mesmerized. She reached a hand to caress the back of James' head, arching her back. You love this, don't you? He kissed the side of her neck and bit down gently. His hand played with her nipple while the other rubbed slow circles around her clitoris. James, please. She whispered desperately. I know, Abigail. Just a little bit more. He pushed her so that she was leaning on her hands once more. Remember to look up when you come. I want your face on camera. He grabbed her hips and started to thrust, harder and harder. He couldn't wait any longer. He loved the curve of her back, the smooth expanse of skin and the sprinkle of freckles on it. He watched her face in the mirror. Her eyes were closed, and she had the look of pure ecstasy. Her breasts swayed with every thrust. He quickened the pace, his fingers digging into her skin. She let out a cry and he could feel her orgasm on his cock. Open your eyes, Abigail. He ordered. She opened her eyes to see her hair plastered to her flushed cheeks and the fro of her brows. She was watching herself having an orgasm and it was the most arousing thing she'd ever seen. Behind her, James stiffened as his own orgasm hit and the intensity of it caught him by surprise. Abigail felt a warmth spread in her vagina. This was the very first time she'd had sex without a condom. She'd loved the feel of James' cock as he fucked her unprotected and she hated herself for getting turned on by that. James continued to kiss and caress her body, reluctant to move away from her. She gave a tired moan and pulled away from him, lying flat out on the bed. 
He went to free the camera from the tripod and returned to the bed, camera in hand. He coaxed her to lie on her back and parted her knees. He focused the camera on her pussy just as a thin trickle of milky white liquid dribbled out. This is what I want to see, he murmured. He dipped a finger into her vagina and gently pushed in. Leave me alone, she said tiredly. Just a little more, he cajoled. He pumped his finger slowly, touching her G-spot on purpose just to get another moan from her. When he pulled out, it was coated with cum, which he then spread it on her skin. Satisfied that he had captured everything he wanted on camera, he looked up at Abigail to find her asleep. Since she was lying on top of the covers, he went to the closet to get a quilt and covered her naked body with it before lying down next to her. Abigail woke up to find James' head between her thighs. She grabbed his hair. James, please let me up. I have to go. What's the hurry? He murmured and slid his tongue past her folds to lick her clitoris. She gasped. Please, I can't do this anymore. She said breathlessly, unable to stop the pleasure from flowing, starting from the spot where James' mouth was. I'll let you go once I'm done and not one second before. He said, moving on top of her. She let out a small cry when he entered her. It's okay, Abigail. We'll take it nice and slow. I can't do this, James. She sobbed. You can. You're doing so beautifully. He said. You're perfect. You're hurting me. Please stop. You're hurting me too, baby. Your pussy is too fucking tight. He countered. I can't stop. You feel too good to stop. She opened her mouth to protest again and he kissed her, cutting her off whatever she wanted to say. He didn't want to hear them. His hands slipped to her clitoris and rubbed slow circles. By now he'd learned what she liked and wanted to pleasure her. Oh God, she moaned. Come, baby. Let me look at you, he said. He kept his thrusts at a steady pace, knowing that the constant stimulation would set her off. Soon enough, he felt her tighten around him, and he put his face against her neck and allowed his orgasm to take over. When he calmed, he kissed her cheek. That was incredible, Abigail. You are incredible. He kissed her passionately, feeling a sense of satisfaction when she responded. I need to use the bathroom, Abigail said after a while. He gestured towards the door. Help yourself. She gathered her clothes and hurried away. She took a hot shower, and equally hot tears fell from her eyes. She was angry and confused. The rational side of her recognized she had been sexually violated. Yet, she had felt pleasure from it. She had multiple orgasms and they felt erotic and sensual. She was getting confused by something that was utterly wrong, yet had felt so right. She didn't know if she should confront him about what he'd done, or if she should tell her boyfriend about what had happened. In the end, she decided to wait to hear James out, if he had anything to say at all. She got dressed and stepped out to the bedroom. James was wearing a bathrobe, smoking a cigarette whilst watching the small screen on the camera. He looked up at her with a smirk. My assistant will give you a call. I look forward to seeing you again at the callback. I want to talk about what happened, she said boldly. He took a drag of his cigarette and exhaled the smoke. What happened? Anger took over her. You just raped me. We were going through a rape scene. What did you expect? He asked. What about that second time? He grinned. Baby, I stuck a finger into your pussy just to feel you out and you were practically spewing cum. I couldn't let go of a perfectly willing pussy. That doesn't mean I consented to it. He stuck the cigarette into the ashtray and got to his feet, looking genuinely concerned. Calm down, Abigail. I didn't mean to upset you, I'm sorry. We've talked about it, and you were extremely cooperative, and I liked how everything had played out. It was all perfect. I woke up and you were there. We'd had sex two hours before so I didn't think it would be a problem for you. He explained. His apology and explanation softened her a little but she couldn't let it go. But I told you to stop. She said. You told me to stop the first time, too. He said. No, I told you to stop. I said your name. She stressed. He ran a hand through his hair, sighing impatiently. Look, I said I'm sorry and I am done doing this back and forth with you. I have a meeting in half an hour with the production company for the movie. You know, the movie that I had just told you that you have a callback for? If you want to go to the cops, by all means do that. I can afford to deal with the consequences. But you. He smirked and shook his head. Good luck getting a job. Abigail couldn't think of anything to say. 
In her heart of hearts, she knew he was right. He was a movie director while she was a nobody. Would it make a difference if she sought justice for what had happened? James studied her face. He knew she was about to give in. Innocent women like her would always eat up his words. They would believe anything as long as he acted sincerely. Abigail, he said softly. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I really like you, and when you accused me that I acted out on purpose, it hurt me. I really like you and I was impressed by you. I was sincere when I said I will see you at the callback. I was hoping to see you again. Maybe I was hoping for something more and I couldn't muster up the courage to tell you properly. You do? She asked in amazement. He nodded. But I understand if you don't want to see me again. But I want to let you know that I'm sorry because I hadn't communicated clearly with you about your expectations and I've hurt you because of it. She considered his apology. What are you expecting then, during the callback? Well, I expect the second draft of the script to be done by then. And then we will pick out a line or a scene for the candidates. He said. Will I have to have sex with anybody? She asked. He stifled a grin that was about to form. Simulate sex, maybe? We'll have to see how it goes if that's even necessary. Is it possible if you could give me a heads up? She asked. He let loose the smile. You're coming to the callback? She shrugged. I've come this far. You did. It's one of the qualities I look for in an actress. He held out a hand. It's going to be a pleasure working with you. She grasped it with hers. The pleasure's all mine. The end. This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. Visit the other channels for more stories with a different focus. Support us on Patreon to make requests for subjects you would love to hear. Thank you to those who have already reached out.